Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the We're Having a Good Time podcast. I'm Dusty Slay. I'm your host, and I'm here with my wife and co-host, Hannah Slay. How you doing, Dusty? Yeah, good, good. You know, I just have gotten into the habit of calling you Hannah Hogan, because that's who you've always been. Even after we got married, you did not change your name. But when you became an American citizen, you did say, let's change it. Yeah. And we don't really know where it's at right now. What? My name yeah. or my citizenship? Your name. Well, it's only changed on my citizenship certificate. Okay. Um, so I have to go through the other channels of my driver's license and I have to apply for an American passport. Yeah. And-, and it never was a big deal to me. It did not matter. I'm not some feminist out here trying to be like, uh, I want my wife to keep her name. Um, but... I, it just didn't really make much difference to me. But when we had kids, I'm like, I want you to have the same last name as your kids. Yeah. Yeah. You know? It made me feel real feministy not having your name, like unintentionally. Well, it's like, I just assumed that like, you know, all this time people were just getting married and it just happened. Yeah. But it didn't really just happen. You have to do things. Yeah. You have to go through and do paperwork. And we had so much other paperwork going on that it just didn't make sense. Well, it's like we got married because I needed a a green card. Well, that's not why we got married. Oh, okay. That might have put pressure on us to do it faster than we would have done it otherwise. I'll tell you what, I felt that deadline because I would have been the one getting deported. Yeah, but that, no, I did not marry you so that you could get a green card. (laughs) Oh, dang. Well, we have some difference of understanding. Uh, Yeah, I mean, no, I mean, you know, because when that time came, I mean, there was some real thinking going on because it it did play a role in like speeding up the process. That's what it was. It wasn't why we got married, but it's probably a good thing. Yeah, I mean, I could have drug it out for quite a while. Yeah. I always say this is a Doug Stanhope joke, um, but I don't know that it is. I don't ever really listen to Doug Stanhope, but apparently he has a joke where he says, uh, you know, about marriage. He says, this is going pretty well. Let's get the government involved. Right. Right? Yeah. So that's how I feel about it, too. There's no need to bring the government into your business if if they don't need to be. Yeah. I, I mean, I remember feeling very worried that you didn't want to get married um, because, well, if you didn't want to marry me, I would have probably just been like, well, I guess I got to go. And then also... In a bigger level, well, I guess I got to go away from America and leave. So yeah. there was like two big things that I had to yeah. worry about, a breakup and um, uh, a deportation. And I would go through periods of life where I would, one point out, and not you, you specifically, just in general, I would want to get married. And then other times I'd be like, ah, I don't know. You know, my, both of my parents had been married multiple times. And I'd be like, I don't know if I need to get married. And I was like, I definitely don't want kids because I'm like, the world's falling apart out here. And then when the world is like visibly falling apart, we're like, let's have some kids. (laughs) Yeah, we had it during the pandemic. (laughs) That's pretty funny. One of the conditions of us getting married was that I understood that we weren't going to have kids. Well, it wasn't me being like, 
you know, you need to know this. It was like. No, you were just being fair. Yeah. And she said she agreed. Yeah. I didn't really care. We both didn't want kids really. Yeah. And now now I can't imagine uh, living without kids. Yeah. They're so sweet. You know, I've been singing songs to Daisy to put her to bed. Our new bedtime routine with Daisy is I stay in her room with her until she falls asleep and then I leave. And I was singing songs. So we've been singing the classics, Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star, um, uh, you know, Itsy Bitsy Spider, The Grand Old Duke of York, you know, those songs. Mm -hmm. But Daisy eventually learned those songs. So I would sing Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star, and she would just sing along with me. And I'm like, well, this is not helping put you to sleep. So I started singing country songs. And I would sing only the songs that I know the full song to. I don't know. I feels like I've talked about this already. But I would sing only songs that I know the full song to. Like in one of those is Lucille by Kenny Rogers. And he starts that song off by saying, at a bar in Toledo, across from the depot, uh, on a bar stool, she took off her rings. And uh, I, so I've been singing that to her. And then Daisy started to request the song. At first, she would say, across from the depot, across from the <laughs> depot. And then she would say, bar in Toledo. And now, uh, the other morning, she just like sang like the whole first verse of that song to us. And I was like, really blown away. I mean, it is, Hannah made the comment that it's pretty funny to hear um, uh, a two-year-old say when the drinks finally hit her (laughs) yeah 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 Yeah. amongst other lyrics in that song she says um when the drinks finally hit her she said i'm no quitter but i finally quit living on dreams (laughs) i'm hungry for laughter and here ever after i'm after whatever the other life brings now i don't think she knows all the words she's saying but she knows how it goes. Yeah. Right? So that's been really great. And there's another song. Sometimes I'll do this in songs. Like I'll, I'll like, because when you're listening to a song, especially if they got a bit of a jam to it, they'll be like, damn, 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 damn. You know, there'll be a little music in between. So when I'm singing it, I want to keep that kind of pace going. So I'll do that. I'll, I'll say, damn, 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 damn. So there's a song that I sing called Long Haired Country Boy by Charlie Daniels. And he'll, and at the end of each verse, he says, if you don't like the way I'm living, you just leave this long haired country boy long. Damn, 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 da, damn, damn. <laughs> so tonight I'm singing. And I said, if you don't like the way I'm living, you just leave that long haired country boy alone. And I thought she was asleep two songs ago. And she starts going, damn, 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 da, damn, damn. <laughs> Damn, 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 damn. I mean, she was in it. Oh, my gosh. She's such a Nashville girl. She's such a southern little American country singing thing. It's so wild. It's so cute. Because she requests me when when I put her to bed, she asked me to sing Barn Toledo. I'm like, dude, I don't know that song. (laughs) I ain't listening to that music. That's your daddy. I mean, maybe... Yeah, I mean, I got some Whitney Houston, I guess, but... It is unreal, and I love it. I know, it's so sweet. I try to, like, you know, like, I'll sing Johnny Cash, Folsom Prison Blues, and I'll try to, 
uh, on the fly come up with a new lyric for I shot a man in Reno just to watch him die. That seems a little heavy. Yeah. So I try to fill that in you yeah. know, as I go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, but it's great. Um, you know, to, to, tomorrow I'm headed out. I'm going to Tacoma, Washington, to the Tacoma Comedy Club. Very exciting. I've somehow managed to get a direct flight from Nashville to Seattle, which is just unbelievable. Mm-hmm. I'm excited about it. I'm excited to go. Uh, it's been hot around here, and I confess to Hannah that I think I'm getting into the fall and the winter. I'm so into wearing a vest, and I can't wear a vest in the summer. Yeah, I forgot that you really got into a vest last winter. Yeah. And, yeah, I had to pry it off of you in May. I can't wait to wear it again. I got two vests. I got a blue and I got a gray. I can't wait to get into That's it. That's how I feel about hoodies and toques. Yeah. It's so cozy, and you just feel like a, just a cute little cozied yeah. up little thing. I want to wear my socks, my kind of my thicker wool socks. Yeah. I like doing that. Timberlands. Yeah. yeah. I mean. That's I, what I wear. Yeah, I got some boots. Mm-hmm. And, um, and just... Um, yeah, it just feels good. Yeah. I, I like a scarf. I like a big wool scarf inside. Yeah, I mean, that, I, I'm not into a scarf. Well, you might be. No, no. That, the way you're trending. But, the, but, you know, I don't want it to get super cold. But I, I do, uh, you know, I, I like the heat. I still like the heat. But it's like, you know, in, in the South, the heat can drag on for a while. And so by the time it's... You know, it's September and it's like last night I was at Zany's. I did a show at Zany's last night. And after I went out to take pictures with people, I was doing nothing but standing there. And I had a long sleeve shirt on and jeans and I could feel sweat dripping down my legs inside the jeans. This is at nighttime. I've been making this joke a little bit lately and I don't know how funny people think it is. But I've been saying that, you know, I said last night, I go, I don't know if you guys ever been to Florida. I said, I was in Florida recently and uh, uh, it was real hot at night. (laughs) I was like, I'm not convinced the sun is giving us heat. You know what I mean? No. (laughs) Well, when the sun's gone, this is, I think, how the whole audience feels. But when the sun's gone... And it's still hot. Where's it coming from? (laughs) Well, the sun's heat everything up. Just the same way that, you know, you work out. You're still warm for a little while. A little while? Well, yeah, that's the same thing. It's not going to be as hot at 11 p.m. as it is going to be at 3.30 a.m. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't know what it's doing. Okay. I mean, it's clearly hotter in the sun. Yeah. But, I mean, you go out to, like, some desert place. Like, I've been in San Francisco. Not that it's a desert, but this is a good example. San Francisco, I was only there, like, one time. Daytime, super hot. Sun went away, I was freezing. Yeah. So, where's that Where's that idea at then? Yeah, that's a good point. You know? Yeah. So, they, some, they say the desert's like that, too? Yeah, why is it like that? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's I weird. And, but in Florida, the sun goes away. You don't even know it, except for it's darker. Yeah. I don't know, because they're all about the same latitude. Yeah. Maybe Florida's a little lower, but... A lot of people are saying India landed on the moon. They said they landed on the South Pole. 
Oh, dang. And people keep sending sending pictures. I saw the this. The South Pole of the Moon? Yeah. Okay. I saw this picture on the internet, and it said, 16-year-old um, Indian astrophotographer captures one of the clearest images of the moon using 50,000-plus images and over 186 gigabytes of data. Okay, so he's a graphic designer. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Did he take over 50,000 pictures and finally find one that he liked? Or did he piece it together with all these pictures? Yeah. It's not real clear. I'm like, and everybody's like, oh, gosh, this is unbelievable. Amazing. Wow. And I'm just like, are these bots or, or, or are people really, I'm not saying the guy didn't take a picture of the moon. I don't know. But it just seems like all someone has to do is post on the internet, look what science did. And people are like, oh, gosh, this is amazing. Yeah. What's going on? Oh, science is beautiful. I love science. You know, it's like, take it easy. And those science are, doesn't want to marry you. Take it easy. You know what I mean? They're always the ones that just want to flex in the comments about how they understand all that oh, language. Yeah. Too. It's yeah. more so about them letting you know uh, that yeah. they get the big 50 cent words in this <laughs> right. article. Right. There's like, um, you know, a Bill Gates thing where he's talking. He's doing like some kind of TED talk. And it appears as though Bill Gates is... Uh, for reducing the population in this video. Yeah. And when he says it, you can hear people in the audience like laughing along. Like they're like, oh yeah, let's kill some. And it's like, he's talking about you. <laughs> he's not talking about hypothetical people out there. You know what I mean? But they're like, oh, I get what you mean, man. We gotta, we gotta save people by killing some people, man. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. That's a good soundbite. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's one that's uh, gone the rounds, you might say. Yeah. Oh, the Bill Gates one. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um. But any. But but you know. But yeah, I'm just saying that it's like one time. This was probably around 2016 or so. I read in the paper, and uh, I just it was right on the cover, and it said um, something about Einstein was right. Scientists were able to hear gravity waves or something like that they heard these waves and knew they were gravity or something and it's like it's just like so you heard something and you knew that's what it was just based on it you never heard it before but you've heard it now and now you know what that is because you've heard it you know, it just occurred to me that like people that are just fans of your comedy will just tune into this podcast. And I'm sure some of them like really love science. And then this last five minutes, they're probably just like, this guy's so ignorant. Well, I like science too. I think science is great, but I'm just talking about when people are falling over themselves over some thing on the internet where it's just like, you know, it's like that could be a great discovery or it could be a lie. We should all be a little suspicious of every single thing on the internet. Yeah, I mean, to me, that's what science is, is being suspicious and asking some questions. Right. You know, not just believing some guy that got a bunch of grants. Yeah, I mean, people are all about the, the idea of like peer-reviewed studies. Yeah, but 
what if all these peers are truly peers? They're just buddies getting together, being like, let's all agree on this, and then everybody will just believe it's true. I got a lot of peers that have backed me up on some bad ideas. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, who cares if it's peer-reviewed? If it's peer-reviewed, I mean, you should be uh, not believing it. You should get a bunch of enemies right. to review the same thing. And then it's like, well, if the enemies agree, then it's probably true, you know, because they don't want to, like, agree on anything together. I'm kind of involved in an argument right now on Instagram about uh, uh, Easter um, being pagan. Yeah. And I'm not even trying to say that it is. But this guy, a, a Christian guy... Was had a, there was a little clip of him. He was being very condescending, and he was like, "Yeah, a lot of people say Easter's uh, pagan, but he's like, show me the evidence, show me the research. Don't send me some blog. Send me factual, historical evidence of how it's pagan." And it's like, "All right, dude. So what you've just said is you're not going to accept anything anybody sends you." And so I just said something like. Um, you know, uh, well, it's a real stretch for people to think that a holiday potentially named after a pagan goddess where we celebrate an egg-laying rabbit, uh, a fertility symbol, is pagan, you know? And people are like, ugh. And they're trying to attack me on the name. And then they'll go, the name comes from this. The name comes from that. Everybody's like, do your research. And, I, you know, it's like I did one little, I searched, I did one little Google search and found, uh, um, uh, it said, uh, the naming of the celebration as Easter seems to go back to the name of a pre-Christian goddess in England. And then it's a word I don't really know. E-O-S-T-R-E, who was celebrated at the beginning of spring. And it's like pre-Christian goddess, right? Okay. So there's no goddess in the Bible, right? So any goddess figure is going to be pagan or, you know, non-Christian. Well, before Christianity, well, before Judaism, I guess, it was all polytheism. And I guess during Judaism. Yeah. So it's just like these people, they act like, oh, you're such an idiot. And it's like, it's not even hard to research this and find this. And then they would all attack me on the name, saying that it's a name from a pagan goddess. And I'm like, you're just going to graze over the whole Easter uh, thing of rabbits and eggs, though. You're not going to touch that. And again, I'm in this argument. I'm not saying Easter's pagan. I'm just saying it's not a stretch that people would believe that some of the things that have been thrown into this, you know, celebration that should come at the same time as Passover, um, is like got some pagan stuff going on with it, you know? The Bible's not telling us, hey, round Passover time, you know, take your kids down to the mall, put them on the lap of a guy dressed up like a bunny, and have them ask him wishes, and then after church, hide a bunch of eggs, and your kids will go out and find them. It's like, where's that stuff coming from? Um, so, but this guy is so condescending, and all the people in the comments are condescending. And I'm like, I want to be like, hey, I'm on your side. I'm a Christian too, but, you know, quit acting like I'm not doing research and maybe do a little of your own, you know? Yeah, but, you know, they they like their bunny. Yeah. They like their bunny. They love the bunny. They love the bunny. I they mean, love them eggs. Too. I believe Santa Claus for way too long, but I was, I figured out that bunny pretty quick. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Probably not quick enough to be bragging about. I mean, I believe in the tooth fairy too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, you had a lot of innocence, and you still do. Yeah, well, but that's what I think. We should all just be 
asking some questions out here and not just believe like it's not just science because a scientist said it you know i mean you know i want to live in an america where asking questions is just something you do we yeah we should all do it yeah every time yeah God bless America. Yeah. I mean, ask a question. Yeah. You know, get a, it's like, did India land on the moon? I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you asked the question and then you answered it. But I don't think anybody else did either. Okay. I don't think it's landable. I like these news stories where there's there's no buildup. You didn't even know India was up to this. And then all of a sudden it's like they were there and they're back, baby. Yeah. It's like, what? Yeah, it's not even a slight on India, right? If anybody could land on the moon, I think India could do it. Yeah. But I feel like it makes me think India had some dirt on somebody somewhere, and they were like, all right, all right, all right. You keep it a secret. We'll let people, we'll let you tell people that you landed on the moon. Yeah. And they're like, all right, we'll take it. Yeah. We'll take it. Yeah. I mean, I don't believe any stories out here. You know that about me. I don't trust any one of them. No. Mm-mm. No, it's wild. And there's a lot going on, but yeah. I don't want to get into all of it. No, we've but gotten is, into enough, I think. This is fun. We've already gone after the bunny, and we've only been recording for 20 minutes. Yeah, well. We've gone after the bunny. Well, it's fun. It feels good. Yeah. We had a good week. We went out to McMinnville. Yeah. Uh, spent a little time at the cabin. Yeah, and you actually stepped to a gentleman. Well, not stepped to. You had a conversation. Oh, yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. Well, I was having some... We had a lot of stuff done. We had a little deck built out there. We're getting ready. We're going to do some kind of writer's retreat, comics retreat soon. There's just things we got to get in order. There's just things that that we didn't anticipate. There's so much red dirt out there that certain things we had built. I mean, it's like every every time you walk outside, you're just stepping in red mud. And now we got a little deck that's connecting some stuff. It's cleaning it up, making it a little better. I had a few of the woods cleared out. Um you know, not I didn't have the big trees pushed down. I just had the brush in between. Uh, my idea being that I'm going to get rid of all this undergrowth and the sunlight is going to be able to come down into the woods, help those big trees get larger. And we're going to create more of a forest and less of a just a brushy mess. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm sitting out there and the uh, neighbor, uh, Donald, who brings us lots of trinkets and whatnot that he makes, he had turned an old Tonka truck, uh, uh, a remote control Tonka truck, real big one though, or maybe a motorized one kind of thing where you could ride on it, but it's broken. And he had tied it to the back of his lawnmower and made a little pool behind. He has a bunch of grandkids. So he brought that down and Daisy got on that and he was just pulling Daisy around the yard. It was very cute. And we, so we got a lot of cars out there. We got a lot of stuff going on. And then I see this guy making his way up the driveway in a suit. And at first I thought, oh, this is some kind of government dude coming down here wanting to know what I'm up to. And then he almost fell coming up the driveway. The driveway <laughs> is beat up. <laughs> I mean, he almost fell. He was sweating. Yeah, he was sweating. And then he, he got up to me. And then I could tell he was a Jehovah's Witness. And which I'm not against. I appreciate that people are out here talking about God. You know what I mean? I'm in. I'm into it. So the guy comes up. He starts talking to me, and I go, "Yeah, well, I'm a Christian." And we start talking, and he tells me some stuff for a little while, and then 
And then I and I go, you know, well, I, I you know, I get down with a lot of your beliefs. You know, I say I don't I don't really do birthdays. I don't do uh, Christmas or Easter. I don't do the holidays. I know you don't do that. And I uh, started talking to him about some pagan traditions of uh, birthdays. Not sure he was ready for that. And then I go, I also get into a little bit of the Hebrew roots. You know, I'm like, I, I like to celebrate, you know, Passover and I don't eat pork and I don't eat shellfish and. That guy was like, well, let me get you a pamphlet. I got to get out of here. And I mean, I never seen a person run a Jehovah's Witness off by talking to him about God. The guy was really like, I got to, well, I got to get going. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, no, come on in. I mean, I'm in. I'm ready for it. I mean, yeah. I'm like, I'll hear your stuff. You got to hear mine. You yeah. know what I mean? He didn't want to hear it. But I already, you know, my mom, I had a lot of friends that were Jehovah's Witnesses. And my uh, mom was studying with some Jehovah's Witnesses for a while back in the day. Okay. And so I know a bit about it, um, you know, so I was ready to talk. I've had Jehovah's Witnesses reach out to me, email. I have Seventh-day Adventists that reach out to me. Actually, they reach out to me a lot, and I never read those emails, and I do appreciate them. I just don't want to belong to a denomination. Mm -hmm. And I don't even want to belong to a non-denominational church. I just don't want to belong to a, because it feels like, once you're involved with a group or a denomination, then there's like certain things that they want you to do, you know? And, you know, I could stand to have more of a, a Christian church uh, community uh, around me. That would be nice. But I don't really want to belong to a denomination. Does it count that we have most of our close friends are Christians? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think it counts. Yeah. I mean, we're not all getting together talking about the Bible all the time, but no. uh, I think it counts. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, I mean. That was that, fun. That was fun for you to run him off like that. It was, but I didn't even, I was, you know, I really wasn't even trying to run him off. I was like, finally, somebody can talk to about the Bible well, out there. Well, you love talking to people about religion. Yeah. And so somebody just walks up out of the wilderness and he's like, let me tell you about the kingdom. You're like, no, let me tell you about the kingdom. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, let's engage in some conversation here, man. Yeah. He just gave me a pamphlet and got right out of there. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the preacher in you that that needs to get it out. But I wasn't even trying to come at him. I'm like, I understand what you believe a a lot of it. I don't want to claim that I'm an expert on Jehovah's Witnesses, but I was like, I understand a lot of what you believe and I'm into it. Let me take it a step further with you. Yeah. (laughs) Let's cut out this pork and shellfish. Yeah, yeah. That's what keeps me from, uh, because I talked to some Jehovah's Witnesses at a flea market one time about pork and shellfish, and uh, they were like, yeah, we still eat it. And I'm like, I I don't know. I just don't, I don't get it. But, um, but we had a good time out there at the, uh, uh, at, uh, we, uh, we had been to McMinnville the week before and we had, um. Well, we had visited one of the spots. We won't name which spot that we like to go to, but they had a bit of an add-on. Yeah, I talked about this a little bit on Nate Land podcast the other day. Okay, but um, but yeah, they they um, one of the spots we like to go to. We we got takeout from them, and there was you know, and sales tax already around here is like ten percent, and then there was a ten percent to go tax on there. So because we got our food to go, it was an extra 10%. And it's already not a cheap place. 
And so I ask them about it and I go, what's this 10% thing? And then the, the girl was like, oh, that's, she didn't know at first. And then she goes, oh, that's like a, you know, a gratuity or tip thing for, for the servers here, you know? So it's like, oh, that, that kind of thing is like really keeping me from wanting to go back because I know people that used to do stuff to people's food. Nothing really bad, but people that I knew a lot of food service industry people. And when you would order takeout at a place over and over again and never tip, never leave any money, they would do stuff to your food. Um, so if I want to continue to get takeout at this place, now I feel like, well, I'm being charged 10%, but it's not labeled gratuity. So I feel like I still have to tip or I'm going to be known as the guy that never tips when I come in there. And then you're going to be spitting in my food, you know? And it's like, it's, it, I just feels like it's going to cost them business. I don't know how they're going to get away with it in McMinnville. Yeah. I just don't see like the type of town that's going to stand for that. Yeah, and I just, I hate it too because it's like, now I understand too uh, on this hand, if they want it, if they, if they said this on the bill, I'd be like, all right, um, that to-go boxes, to-go trays, to-go cups, all that costs money. There's some cost in that. So if you just want to say, hey, we have to charge a little bit for the to-go stuff, fine. Maybe don't need to be 10% but charge me something. But if I'm in there eating and I ask you for a to-go box, you can't give that to me for free. Mm -hmm. You got to charge me something. Mm -hmm. Or. Yeah, it's outrageous. It, it, there's no sense. It really it. is. Mm -hmm. And it's a good spot. And there's not, not to be critical of McMinnville, but for, for, I've been spoiled. I lived in Charleston, South Carolina for 10 years and I live here in Nashville. Now we have great food scenes. So when you go to a smaller area, it's tough to mm -hmm. be impressed by the food scenes. I mean, Nashville has a great food scene. Charleston was like a, 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 a renowned food scene, mm -hmm. you know, just unbelievable. Yeah. So, um, you know, Opelika is uh, where I'm from originally is running, uh, maybe running the world in chicken finger restaurants. Okay. I mean, you have a, you have a place called Niffer's. You have a place called Jim Bob's. You have a place called Tender Chick. You have, um, oh, there's more. Uh, you know what I like about that is they got names for their restaurants that is appealing to their fan base. Yeah, I mean. Like that's good old country folk. They're, they're going to go to a place called Jim Bob's. You bet yeah, your butt. And a Tender Chick. Yeah. Let's you know. Yeah, Niffers? What? That's good too, though. Yeah, I mean, but it's yeah. We had it, breezeway. Re it's relatable. Yeah, it's not like Le Chateau or exactly. something like that mm -hmm. that you're gonna find in a big city. You know, speaking of that, there was a spot we used to go to all the time in East Nashville. It was a restaurant called Battered and Fried. Yeah, and we loved it. Right? Mm -hmm. They had a they had a, uh, a fish and chips that was really good. And then they had like a salmon salad. Yeah, blackened salmon. Yeah. That's what yeah, I would get. Yeah, you got me turned on to that. Mm -hmm. And then we would get sushi there. And later, they like, they changed the name. 
And they really kind of cleaned up the place on the outside. Yeah. And they called it Boston Commons. Yeah. And it really was never the same. Yeah. The menu was the same, but it just didn't feel the same. They really tried to church up the name. And I get it. Battered and fried, maybe a little dated of a place. And you're like, Trump, but I don't know. It was a hot spot. Yeah, maybe they just lost their chef, lost the management, and everybody went downhill. But Maybe, and we've not been in a while. We should go back and check it out. You know, you said just a few minutes ago not to be critical, but you are good at being critical. I mean, you you will criticize all of Daisy's little toddler books. I mean, you will find the flaws in other little things. And we went to go get Sam's passport the other day, and... Uh, you know, you, you wanted to kind of oh. rearrange that whole system, too. Oh, gosh. Well, first off, uh, I didn't understand what was going on in there because uh, you had to go to the post office and sign up, get on a waiting list. And then uh, so I didn't understand what was going on. Later, I realized that we had a bit of a flaw in, in, in how we were going about uh, being there. Uh, we got there a little early. You get there early, sign up for the list. And then from like one to two, uh, their the walk-ins, uh, the, walk the, we were. the other people were appointments. So there's a bunch of us sitting around in there, uh, all immigrant people, I would say. I mean, ha you know, Hannah is, is also an immigrant and that's why we're trying to get passports. She's not an immigrant anymore, but, uh, I don't know. Do you still, are you still an immigrant even though you're an American citizen? I don't know, man. Anyway, but, um, but we're all hanging out in there. Everybody's nice. People are very polite to each other. They, but they saw, all have little babies. Everybody has little babies. They saw we had a, a child. This one man offered me his chair when I got there. I did not take it, uh, uh, but he did. And it was just all very polite and nice. And then someone would come out of the little post office room every once in a while with a clipboard in their hand, and they would yell out a name. Uh, and every time they came out and yelled out a name, no one out there was that name. So this is what they would do. We were out there hours. And what they would do, they would come out and they would go, Jones, Jones, <laughs> no Jones. And then they'd go, uh, Smith, Smith, oh, no Smith. And then they'd go, uh, Robinson. Oh, no Robinson, huh? <laughs> and then they would go back into the post office room as if they had got someone and then they would be in there for a long time and then they would come and nobody would come in new nobody would leave and then a, a 30 minutes later someone would come out of there and they would go they would go smith no smith huh jones ah no jones <laughs> robinson Ah, no Robinson. And then they would go back into the post office as if they had taken someone back there with them. And everybody's babies started to get fussy. We're all, there's no bathroom in there. There's I'm no about, bathroom. I'm about to pee on myself in there. <laughs> yeah. And I eventually go, you know, I go up to the guy and I go, hey, you got any idea? Like, and, and normally in these situations, if you ask somebody a question, they act like you're being very impatient. And I'm just like, hey, do you have any idea when our name's going to get called? And he goes, he goes, what's the name? He goes, well, you're last on the list, but I'll get you in. And I go, all right. So that, okay. So I have no idea. I still have no idea on a time. <laughs> and I just think that if they let, and maybe they do, I just don't know about it. But I think if they let private companies do this sort of thing, obviously you follow the same government protocol, 
But if each a private company was getting paid by the passport they got to do, uh, then there would be motivation to turn and burn. It would be like you would bring the entire list out. You would go Smith, Jones, Robinson. And then uh, if uh, if there were none of those names, you would just keep going down the list until you got a name. Yeah. And when you got a name, you would pull them from the lobby. But I don't think there were a lot of English speakers out there in the lobby. So my loud complaining, I don't think they were really latching onto. Sometimes I like to loudly complain oh, in, a, yeah, in an environment like that because you can usually get one or two people who are like, yeah, this is some BS, man. And then you can kind of build up a little uh, collective tension. Well, that's what happened. Because remember, we went to the to the door yeah. and we we're like, come on, man. Yeah. And then everybody else started to crowd around us yeah and then they started to make it happen they did and, and and it's like everybody frowns on impatience and oh oh it's like you can't be sitting around out here all day waiting for somebody to make it happen you got to make it happen because probably the reason that that somebody that we're waiting around is incompetence yeah somebody's got their thumb up their butt i think it's whoever's managing this particular post office is not you know it's like if you're the an average worker anywhere and you're not getting commission, you don't get any extra money for extra work. I've been there. I've been there. I've been at a job where you work harder than everybody else, and all that does is get you more work. The guy working slow puts one desk together all day. The guy working fast puts five together. At the end of the day, we got paid the same. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So probably the worker in there, they don't care. There's and I'm not mad at the workers. Me I'm, either. I'm mad at me the bureaucracy. Either. I'm re- mad at the red tape. I'm mad at the system that's slowing everybody down, no. stressing everybody out. And even there was a lady that came in, right? And she and the, and the guy goes, the guy goes, we already got too many people already. I'm not going to be able to get you in. Can you come back tomorrow? And she goes, well, now, again, this lady didn't have it together like we didn't have it together. We just happened to get there earlier. She goes, uh, I got to I gotta work tomorrow. I can't come in. And it, they seemed like they knew each other, so maybe they worked something out. But he goes, I can't get you in today. So she left. And then before we left, I heard them go, is that it? We may be able to get one more in here. And then they called some other guy from the lobby and they go, yeah, we can do it. But they could have did that lady too. Yeah, it was a heartbreaking day in a lot of ways because we were sitting next to this, um, what looked like a, a Latina, fa- a Lat- Latin family, maybe Mexican. Yeah. And they had their whole crew. They had three children, one little kid around Daisy's age. Daisy and her were sort of looking at each other and coloring. And they sat there with us the whole time too. And turns out that they had been in earlier. They had made an appointment, but they did not have the original birth certificate that they needed. So the dad went back to go get it. And by the time he got back, too late, right? So they got turned away. And then we ended up seeing them in Panera 15 Yeah, we saw them at the Panera later. Bread later. And it was like, it felt real awkward in there. Because, <laughs> yeah, because they knew we got ours. Yeah. Yeah. And that Daisy went over and they were sitting at a table and Daisy went over and sat at their table. Yeah. I don't think they were fluent in English and we don't know any Spanish. I almost tried to be a translator for them when they were trying to be like, like they were basically being like, are you kidding me? You're not getting us in. <laughs> like, yeah. We made an appointment. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. We didn't have this document, but please get us in. Our whole family's been sitting here for three hours. Yeah. And I was like, listen, please help them get in. I almost was going to give them our spot, but I knew that wasn't very American. So, well, I don't, you know, yeah, because it's like, it ain't going to do nobody. No, I mean, it's like, 
I don't want to give up my spot. But, that's what I'm saying. But I, it, I but knew it, that's what you'd say to me too. So. But it is like, because we had our whole family there too. No, we were I know. also there a Listen, long time. I know, but yeah. I just felt it because, you know, it's that immigrant it. part of me. Well, I get it too. It's just sad. I mean, because it, it's, but that's where a private business would be like, you know, if we get this family in, we'll make more money for our business. Yeah. That's like when this one post office that I used to go to in Mount Juliet, I liked it a lot. It was one of my favorite post offices. I've been to a lot of them uh, and it was one of my favorites. Mm. And the guy in there, the guy that, this guy wore a mask. He still wears a mask, I think, but he doesn't wear the mask right. He wears the mask below his mouth. He just has it around his ears and he wore it like that. That's how you wear a mask when you don't want to wear a mask, but you have to wear a mask. Mm -hmm. He doesn't have to. There's no reason for him to be wearing it wrong. Yeah, he's a real case study. And uh, he never has it above his nose. Never. And I'm like, no one else in here is wearing it. Why are you still doing that? What are you doing? Anyway, yeah. but at first he wanted to tell me jokes. Every time I go in, he found out I was a comedian and he would want, he would tell me very like inappropriate jokes. Like, like, you know, it'd always be like some real sexual or, or sexist joke. And, you know, again, I'm not trying to be like acting like, oh, like I can't handle a sexist joke. But I am in public at a post office. You know, this is not my buddy telling me a joke. I mean, I grew up in the country. Listen, I've heard all the jokes. And... um you know, I can handle hearing it, but right. I'm like, I'm in public. You it's gotta like, have taste about yeah. it. Yeah. It's uncouth. Right. Um, cause I can fake laugh at anything, but don't make me fake laugh at an inappropriate joke in public. Yeah. You work for the government, dude. Right. Keep it together. But then he would always want me to tell a joke and I'd be like, dude, I'm doing shows all the time. Come see a show. And he's like, oh, I can't get off work. And then suddenly the guy just it felt like he turned on me. Mm. And whenever I would bring a lot of orders in, he would, um, he would go, um, uh, Oh, you know, around Christmas, you're not going to be able to bring this many boxes in. And it was just, it was like, if this were a private business, you would clap when I walked in here because you're making money off me, but because you work for the government, you don't care. So you hate to see me come in. Yeah. And that's why the Hermitage Post Office is the best. I'm sure they hate to see me come in too, but they never act like it. Well, they always had a little bit of attitude there. And so they just, it was just like, they were just being themselves all yeah. the way through and through. I mean, this one guy, I said to him, I go, I, I said, I go, I'm sure you guys hate seeing me come in all these boxes. He goes, hey, this is job security, man. Yeah. And I'm like, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah, it's always unsettling when you when you think you have a good rapport with an acquaintance and then it just suddenly turns sour. Yeah. And then it's sort of like, you know, it's someone you used to knew. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. So like, stop trying to tell me blonde jokes in here. What is this, 1992? Yeah. yeah. Come on, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah. And then you're just looking for reasons why you, you actually didn't like him the whole time. Well, I knew why, though. I, I didn't feel like we were friends. But we are friendly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you go to the post office and there'll be like three tellers. And it's like, if I get this person, this is going to be a great experience. If I get this person, it's going to be an awkward 10, 15 minutes standing here. Mm -hmm. That being said, I want to say, uh, I no longer go to the post office. I've talked about this for a long time, but finally 
I've got my merch company that's been printing my merch all this time has taken over my online store. My online store is live now on my website, DustySlay.com. Go to there. Now, prices did go up a little bit. I'm pushing back a little bit, trying to bring them down a bit. Um, because what kind of happened is they left. What I was doing was I set the price at a certain price because I didn't charge shipping. Shipping was included in what I was doing. But now, you know, they're a a, a legit company and not running some makeshift shipping thing out of their daughter's bedroom. Um, They're like a legit company. So they're doing things the right way. So the shipping cost, so you, you pay for the item and then the shipping cost comes on at the end. But I am working with them. We're trying to get it down some, but... I've been. I went out looking at hats today at the mall. They are not cheap out here. Even the price I'm selling the hat for is still a cheaper price. I'm trying to keep it low because I, I do care about people, and I'm not trying to price gouge people out here. Uh, but everything's going up. I just was trying to get my driveway paved out in McMinnville, and they sent me back a price that I never saw coming, and. Um, I may never own a piece of asphalt. Uh, (laughs) You know what I mean? I never saw it coming. I thought it would be expensive, but I had no idea. Yeah, when the asphalt's more expensive than the car, I mean, come on. (laughs) Yeah, I had no idea. Yeah. I was like, wow, okay, well, forget. I'm like, and I know the guy a little bit. I was like, I'm sorry I had you come out here and look at this, man. Yeah. (laughs) I had no idea, but there's no way I'm doing that. Yeah. Yeah, things are getting more expensive. That's what I said. Like prices are going up, cost of labor is going up because they got bills to pay too, and they yeah. got to buy groceries and feed their kids and all that too. So. Yeah, it's wild. We had um, we had a bit of a an event here where um, well, myself and your sister, we misled you. We um, oh god, we kind of all right. Well, we I, tried to protect you, but in order to protect you, we lied to you. Well, it was, it was pretty dark here. I, you know, out at the cabin, we have this, we had this built. Everybody acts like this is some kind of mistake. And they're like, oh, you got to get that fixed. But when when we first built the cabin, water would run down and wood water would puddle up around the cabin. So I had a guy come in and he built a thing so that the water will drain to the other side of the driveway instead of around the cabin so that it doesn't touch the cabin at all. But it will puddle up there and people just act like this. And the puddle doesn't look great. I get it. But it's not the end of the world. We're we're working on it. But anyway, so there's a puddle there. And one day I went out there and there was a bunch of tadpoles in there. And I was like, oh, man, this is great. I used to love playing with tadpoles. I would catch tadpoles. I raised them till they became frogs, you know. Uh, And it was just a great childhood experience. And I thought, Daisy will love this. And it was also very hot, and the, di- the the puddle was getting shallow. And I thought, these tadpoles are going to die. So I caught a few. I think I got four tadpoles out of there. And then I brought them home, and I using their own water, I put it in a little glass container, and I put some rocks in there and a few leaves and stuff like that, try to make it like a natural habitat for them. I was very excited. Yeah, you made me come out of the house when I was cooking just to show it to yeah. me. Yeah. And then I had to leave to go on the road. Yeah. Uh, and I, I had them out in a sunny area because they were in a full sunlight puddle. So I thought, well, maybe they need the warmth of it. And it's been a long time since I've done this. 
And then when I came back, I left the glass thing on a rail, the glass container on a rail, but it's a very heavy glass container full of rocks. And it looked like it had fallen off. And um, I go, what happened to the tadpoles? And, and Hannah goes, oh, it just, it fell off. We came out and it had fallen off. And I was so bummed about it. I was like, dang, that sucks. And I, but I kept talking about it as the weekend went on. And I just was like, I just, I was talking to Hannah. I was like, I just don't see how it fell off, you know? It's such a heavy uh, container. It just doesn't make sense that it fell off like that, mm-hmm. you know? And I was just so confused. And then Hannah goes, she finally goes, hey, I got to confess to you. Your tadpoles, they died in there. It got too hot. The water was real dirty and they died in there. And we dumped it out so you wouldn't know that you killed them. And while I appreciated that, it seemed like my sister was the main conspiracy theorist on this. She conspired against me. It was really both of us because she was staying with me during the weekend. And and she just said, well, I just know that it'll just make Dusty really sad because he's always liked tadpoles and frogs. And I said, I know he has. (laughs) He always likes saving little critters like that. And so we were like, should we tell him? And your sister's like, I don't know. Maybe we should just take the blame and say and say that we hit it and it fell down. I said, yeah, let's do that. So it's a bit of a conspiracy. Well, you didn't take the blame, though. You didn't say we hit it and it oh, fell. Okay. You were like, it just kind of fell. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, no, I appreciate it, but I was like, because when you told me finally, I was like, oh, well, that at least makes sense. I'm sad it happened, but I just couldn't figure out how it fell off the rail. And then I went back out to the land, and I was going to get more tadpoles, and that that puddle had dried up, and they did die. So it was destiny for all those tadpoles to die. Yeah. This wasn't going wasn't gonna to happen for them. Yeah. But, hey, at least they got to travel a bit. Yeah, they did. They got yeah. to see a little bit of Nashville before mm-hmm. before they uh, passed. Yeah. Probably and that is exciting. Later. Yeah. Yeah. And don't blame yourself. Don't do it to yourself. Well, no, nah, I mean, that's what's happening. When you work the road, it's like I'm not able to monitor it and say, I mean, they could have been dead the next morning for all I know. But I thought. It didn't take long, I don't I don't think. Yeah, I got a I little mean, You kid. left on a Thursday on, on Saturday, we we noticed. Yeah, see happened. I think the full day Friday being out in the full sun, just mm-hmm. right out there in that container like that, they yeah. probably got them. Yeah. But we have a lot of beautiful little animals running around here. We got turtles. We do. We got gophers now. Moles, gophers. Moles. We got we got both. Yeah. We got both moles and uh, groundhogs. We got a rabbit that's so comfortable around us, he's just sleeping. There is a rabbit. I put up netting around the garden so that rabbits can't get in there and not only are they still getting in but this rabbit has made himself a little home back there where he's just sleeping Mm -hmm. the other day i walked back there i thought he was dead yeah he's just sleeping back there Mm -hmm. he don't care yeah so it's not that we're against bunnies we just don't do the whole easter bunny but we like bunnies yeah well, that's the thing. I like eggs, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, a lot of people will talk about Moloch being the owl, that, that weird Satanist kind of worship. And I'm like, so every time there's owl symbolism, I have a tendency to go, oh, that's Moloch. But, you know, that's just an owl. Owls are cool looking. Owls are cool looking. Yeah, God made the owls. Hoo. 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 Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
But the weird yeah. thing is, is that it is does get into that weird kind of belief system when they start talking about the the owl being wise all the time. They're always like, "Oh, the owl's wise." It's like, is it? It's a nighttime predator. It just waits for nighttime to kill rodents and stuff like that. They're good to have around, but is it really that wise? Yeah, I'd say an owl is sneaky. Yeah. Does that make him wise? Maybe. I guess you got to be a little wise to sneak, sneak, sneak Maybe around. Maybe so. I bought some bat houses. Yeah. They've not come in yet, but I'm going to set those up out at the land. I'm not looking forward to that. I love it. They say bats are the best for getting rid of mosquitoes. Yeah, and sucking your blood and turning you into a vampire. Well, I don't. Now, there's an animal that, that creeped me out. Bat? Yeah. I asked you the other day, what is that? Well, What's you know, a bat? Well, they're, get out of you here. You know, that's because right out of here they're these the nighttime creatures. I, I do think, I think this. Yeah, I think creatures, somebody that gets his rocks off at night, I don't have much to do with. Yeah, well, I think we are supposed to go to sleep when the sun goes down. That's and, why I don't want to fraternize with a bat. Yeah, and then we're supposed to wake up when the sun comes up. That's what I think. Yeah, but now you're going to be drawing bats to our home. Well, to the to the area, yeah. But just, I don't think they're get mosquitoes out of the way. They don't. They're not out here biting people. I don't know. These bats are not out I here biting people. I don't like the look of them. I, I like, like the a sound bat. of them either. They're just flapping around, eating mosquitoes. Well, it's all part of the ecosystem. Yeah, you know we're trying to keep the ecosystem going. Hannah's been reading in her New York Times or what's the magazine you New read? New Yorker. New Yorker about. Um, about bees. Yeah. And I believe that bees are affected by Wi-Fi and phone signals. Um, and, and, you know, anytime you try to talk about 5G or Wi-Fi, people go, oh, conspiracy theorists. And I'm not saying the government is targeting bees. I'm saying a, a, a consequence of, you know, our continued progress could be affecting bees and how they fly and how they travel i mean there's something out here that brings movies to our phones uh that we could just watch full-on movies and listen to any music we want and order things you know we do whatever we want with our phones something is coming to that we can't feel it when we're walking around but maybe bees can and maybe it's affecting them because the bee population is getting weak out here and Hannah was reading that in the New Yorker that the way people are trying to take care of bees yeah. could be actually harming them. That and I so, believe that. Well, too. that was sort of the the crux, or I suppose the thesis of the of the article was um, was called natural beekeepers versus the more common form of beekeepers. You know, where they keep their bees in a kind of uh, uh, a cabinet for lack of a better word, and in a very kind of intentional environment as opposed to just letting the bees build their own bee hive uh, out in the wild in more of an organic situation. And a lot of, like, common beekeepers, you know, do a lot of stuff to get rid of, like, mites and pests that might attack bees. But that, and and it's almost, um, it, it hurts the flourishing of the bee community more than it helps it according to this article i think we need all those things you know whatever those mites are something's eating those mites 
something needs them. They need some bats. Yeah. Get some bats. But something needs those mites to survive. That's why I think we have mosquitoes. Yeah. That keeps the bats alive. Something eats the bats, I'm sure. Yeah. The thing about the New Yorker article, which is how a lot of New Yorker articles are, is they kind of uh, explore all angles and all arguments. That's sort of like the writers are always debating with themselves. And then in the end, they kind of like always land on some ambiguous answer like, but it's probably everybody's fault. <laughs> yeah. You know, like that's kind of how the articles are. Yeah. But that's also sort of how I think. So that's what, probably why I like it. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, we're all we're all to blame a little bit for things, you yeah. know, but uh, but yeah, I, I do think Wi-Fi and stuff. I think Wi-Fi has more effect on all of us than we than we know. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. And we wouldn't know, you know, we, we need for, you know, decades. You know, I was just thinking the other day, like how they'll come out. Oh, oh did you know that plastic water bottles are bad for you or, you know, eating this is really bad for you? But we didn't know that 10 years ago, so people were just eating it. And it's like, well, what am I doing right now that I'm going to find out in 10, 20 years? It's, it's just awful. Yeah. You know? So. Yeah. Just something to look forward to, I guess. Yeah. yeah you know, you never know. I mean, um, it's like, I feel like when I was a kid, they used to tell us to uh, get chicken pox. They were like, yeah. if a kid has chicken pox, you want to take other kids to be with that kid so that everybody gets chicken pox because they say, if you get chicken pox now, then you won't get it later because later it could turn into shingles. Yeah. But now what they say is that if you had chicken pox as a kid, that now lives dormant inside of you and can turn into shingles. That, it, that's so true because I remember me and my brothers, when we got chicken pox, we would, if one of us got chicken pox, we all stayed together. And so we all ended up getting ch the chicken pox all together. And that was like a good thing for yeah. us all to just get it. And it's like, what, so was whoever was telling us what to do at that time just really wrong and we just scrubbed him from history? Hey, it's science. We're not allowed to question it. You know what I mean? It's science. It's a, it's a collective amnesia. They're just like crossing their fingers that we just don't remember. Well, they just push it down. It yeah. doesn't matter if we remember. They just push it down. They yeah. go, yeah, you don't remember that. That's not what we said. Yeah. Yeah. That's how it is. That's how it's going out here. Yeah. Here's another Netflix show. Just go to sleep, child. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it's exciting, though. Life is good. We're having yeah. a good time It out is here. good. Yeah, we're doing a lot of stuff. Um, let's see. Oh, I went to the, um, I went to the Wilson County fair a oh, couple okay. weeks ago. Oh yeah. How was that? It was really good. I went with our nephew, um, Nathan, who's 16 and Daisy, of course. And we met up with our beloved neighbors, uh, and little playmate of Daisy's, um, Ellie, who's three. And so we went around and we were doing stuff with the kids. And then we went to this little animal, um, it's called the birthing barn. And so it was all these animals that had their babies with them. And, oh, you know, yeah. it was very triggering for me because I saw a gigantic pig nursing like 17 little baby pigs. And, you wow. know, I'm breastfeeding my little boy. So I was just like, wow, it's crazy. You know, I'm no different than this pig. But um, Except you have one versus 17. Yeah. Well, I got two boobs, but. but oh. One child, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the pig had, like, a lot of poops. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of piglets. Yeah. 
but yeah, totally. They breed, they breed quick. They sure do. The little piggies were cute. But um, they turn into hogs, though. Yeah, they do. That pig was fat, man. That pig yeah. was bigger than this room, it felt like. In Texas, I hear they have hog shooting competitions because they're so bad. They just destroy farmland and destroy the hog. Wild hogs are so bad and dangerous. Oh, yeah. gosh. So anyways, we were, you know, at this birthing center and then there was like uh, this woman, this farm lady, she was milking a goat, you know, for show, for entertainment, for the little kids. <laughs> yeah. And that's cool, man. I yeah. get down with that. I'm a farm girl. And so she's milking the goat and everybody's watching her milk the udders. And then, so the milk goes into the cart, the container, and then she just drank the milk. Uh, <laughs> and I was like, whoa, dude. Uh, you said it was a hot day. It was a, look, it, this was two weeks ago in Tennessee. It was a hundred degrees uh, in the middle of a farm field at this fair. And this woman's sweating. And I go, whoa. I couldn't even contain myself. I just go, whoa. And she goes, no, no, it's fine. And she's, she says, it's 105 degree milk. I said, what are you talking about? And she goes, I know this animal. And this animal's clean. And she doesn't have any diseases. And then just to show how, like, it wasn't just a mistake that she took a drink. She took another drink right in front of me. She had a little goat milk mustache and i just thought that's too much <laughs> yeah that that's is too, too much for me. i mean i'm down with raw milk and i'm down with goat's milk but i'm not down with it like that put it in the fridge <laughs> let me set in the ac i'll have a little i'll have it with some cereal later i don't even think i want warm milk ever nah you know let alone uh, a hundred degree day when you're already sweating and you're in a barn I can't do it. Oh, Lord. And then Jason, um, Ellie's dad, like, I think he was just trying to, you know, be the, the nice guy. And he was like, that's awesome. And I'm like, Jason. <laughs> yeah. In my head, I'm like, it's not awesome. Yeah. It's gross. <laughs> well, it's pretty awesome to I'm, think that the lady did that. Yeah. But it's also gross. I know. I was thinking later, like, does she want a tip? Is she just trying to, like, add to the performance or something? Like, should I have given her five bucks or something? But I just walked away and I was like, Daisy, look away. <laughs> you don't need to see this little child. Yeah. 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 I mean, I would, I mean, I'd rather drink that milk than just store-bought milk these days, like 2% um, regular old Walmart milk or whatever, because, uh, you know, some, I mean, I, I know this is good milk out there, um, but. Oh my. We hung up, we've been, uh, uh. we've been hanging out pictures today. And we've been trying to avoid hanging them up with uh, nails. So we've been using a lot of like Velcro and and it's some of them. <laughs> are, they are not holding up. That's now. what I'm going to find out is toxic in 10 years. Yeah. All this dang Velcro we've hung in they this room. They are not holding up. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, it just fell mid-show here. Yeah, I knew it was coming. I've told you to nail that up because it's going to be my head next time. Yeah. But but, um, uh, but yeah, this is uh, this is fun. Another late night podcast for us. This is on a Wednesday night. But yeah, I'll be heading out to. Uh, oh, and 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 if you tuned in last week to listen to Evan, I I appreciate you listening. Uh, Hannah gave up her spot so that Evan could come on. I wanted to help Evan push a special. Evan's been my friend a long time, and he just take it off. He recorded a. Um, he recorded a special, and um, 
I think he did such a good job. I think it's so funny. There's a couple of jokes on there. I don't, you know, I, I don't get down with any religious jokes, and I don't think Evans are too bad, but I don't, you know, I don't, I don't really support any kind of religious joke, but um, it is a funny, lighthearted special, and I think it's fun. So I appreciate you guys if you've watched it and if you listen to the podcast. Um, and um, so I'll be in Tacoma this weekend. I'll be in Spokane next weekend. And then uh, Appleton, Wisconsin the next weekend. So I'm going to be all over the place. Ooh, you'll get to wear your vest in Appleton, Wisconsin. I bet so. I bet. I'm tempted to take it to Ooh, Washington. You could. I don't know about the West Coast. I'm not really a West Coast girl. I'm tempted to take it, though. Yeah. We'll see. But yeah, so that's it though. Life's good here. We appreciate you guys. Uh, this has been fun. We've really settled into the late night podcast. Yeah, where I don't feel as tired. We're doing it, and well, I I listened to it back because I get the clips for us, and I was like, man, I sometimes I sound real tired, so I, I try to pet myself up a bit. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, this is great. Thank you, Hannah. Thank you, Dusty. We're having a good time. Mm-hmm.